chapter two explains to us the enormous specialness of our valley soul is not creation. Our soul is the piece of the creator. The essence of my soul comes from the very essence of God himself. All of creation is spoken into existence. A godly soul is blown because when you blow, it comes from your inside. A godly soul is coming from God's inner dimension, his inner breath. All of creation is spoken. My soul is thought. Speech is how one relates outwardly to something outside yourself you talk. Thought is a process of self-revelation. My soul is a piece of God. It's a process of self-revelation that my soul emerges. When we're saying my soul comes from thought, coming from God's thought means literally coming from God because God and his thoughts are one. If God and his thoughts are one and my soul comes from the thoughts of God, my soul literally is coming from God. But if so, how come we see so many different Jews that seemingly have very different soul powers? We would never compare ourselves to Moses or Abraham or or the great righteous giants of our generation. But all of our souls come from God's thoughts, the highest level of the highest world, seminal wisdom of the world of being, Chachma Vasila. So what happened is all of our souls did emerge at that point. Every godly soul is a piece from God's thought. But that every soul is given by God a very specific travel itinerary. How long that soul has to travel in the four spiritual worlds until it can enter this world in a human body. There are four worlds. There's 900 levels on each world. And every soul has a very, very specific travel. And the longer the trip, the more the soul's powers are covered over. So we can have a Moses or an Abraham who barely traveled. And then we can have people that seem so, so far, so, so, this is a piece of God? Yes, it is. It's a piece of God that a lot of that energy is covered over. And they might have traveled 3,600 levels and then come into this world. But even that Jew that did travel those 3,600 levels, buried under all the garments, within it all, is God himself. The thoughts of God are the essence power of every single soul. So to understand this concept, the Rebbe gives a metaphor of the development of a child. A child ultimately began in the brain of the father. There's a gland, a pituitary gland in the brain of the father from which emerges what's the origin point of what's going to be the sperm that will then be implanted in the womb of the mother and over the course of nine months developed. So that means the origin point of all of this is the brain of the father. But over the course of those nine months, a lot of changes happen until even toenails emerge at the very end of this nine-month journey. So here are these toenails. Toenails don't look anything like a brain. But they really emerge from that drop, but with a lot of change. So that's a metaphor for the soul's journeys. But this metaphor leads us to another second very important point. Once that child is born, now it's a human being walking on its own, 
all parts of the body are ultimately connected to the brain. The brain is the ruler and the director of the human body. The brain of the child connects back to the brain of the father. Because the child started off as father brain material. And that brain part of the child changed the leaf. So the body of the child connects to the brain of the child. And the brain of the child is still one with the brain of the father. So through the brain of the child, the rest of the body is connected to the brain of the father. In our spiritual world, this means that we have in every generation those enormously holy saints who traveled very little, who still look like their origin point of brain matter. The brain of the child, one with the brain of the father. And we said here more strongly, really one with the father, because by God, he and his thoughts are one. He and his brain matter are one. So here's me, a common soul. I might be a toenail. I might be a fleck of skin, some skin cells. But I'm part of my brain the brain of the child. I'm connected to the holy saints of our generation. And they, in turn, are still one with the brain of the Father, with God himself. So through the saints in every generation, every soul is still bound up with its origin, the brain of the Father, the thoughts of God, God himself. The end of the chapter. Sarah brings in a piece of Zohar and clarifies it. We cannot impact the quality of soul of our children. That's determined, as we just said, by God and how far each soul travels. But we do determine the skin of the soul, the garment that soul will be encased in for the duration of its life in this world. And the purity of that garment is determined by the spiritual intent of parents during the conception of the child. The holier their thoughts, the more refined is that garment, and the more naturally that soul can express itself and have a deep affinity, a natural pull towards serving God. And the opposite would be true in the opposite direction. And therefore, we as parents have an enormous ability not to determine the souls of our children, to give them the ability that whatever their soul powers are, it could be naturally expressed and it could have a natural desire for serving God. It's a brief version of chapter 2.